Hello and welcome. It is Saturday morning. You know what that means. Say what's up to your boys, the Comics Pals, if you are watching live on Twitch. Uh, the gang's all here. We got Marco. Morbin. Kale. What's up, hot dog? Tyler. <laughs> uh, sorry, the comedy uh, Death Ray uh, uh, reference <laughs> really got me. That's a, that's a pre-comedy bang bang. I don't think Pump I can do brakes. that like legally. <laughs> this noise that just happened between deep, you guys deep, deep, right deep, there deep, made my brain go haywire. I don't even know what I just heard. Uh, Cal um, and I were just on the same wavelength there for a second. Yeah. I, I dig it. Cal, that, I dig it. that was crazy. Um, and I'm your uh, ever-present, ever-loving host, Sean. But, 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 but. We're talking about I've butts? got a beef. I've got a beef, mm. Matt. I've got a beef, oh, Sil Stevenson. I've got a beef, a beef, Harris. And the beef is, you guys Nothing fucked going? up. What? Yep. Internet. Yeah, I wasn't even here last week. Internet. Internet. You three. Internet. Everybody. You guys screwed up because Sony. They got your message about Hell Morbius. Yeah. They got your message. And guess what? <laughs> guess what? Hold on, Sean. Before, before you get a little angry, I think you have a highlighted message you have to read. And you got to read you it. Think, if you, you gotta re- think. The man paid. The if man paid. That we got paid this week. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. <laughs> And you got to You got to You're the one who always too. you always want to be the one that reads the highlighted messages. So I mean, Wait, I don't always want to read the highlighted uh, messages. Well, this one also, is specifically asked for. Tyler, you. <laughs> you have read many highlighted messages. That's true. That's true. I usually but, read the ones that I don't want you to read. <laughs> oh my god. Really get into it, Sean. Really get into it. You got to sell it. Oh, all right. All right. All right. I'll do it right now. Here we go. This is for you, Matt. This is my commitment, all right? So Matt says, "Sean, please read this and I will read it now." It's morbid time. No, it's oh it's no, he said oh oh. oh I, I read the boo. I read the stupid I read the stupid the image. Um, <laughs> image. Oh my god. Jeez. All right, all right, all right. I'll read. I'll read what he wrote. I'll read what he wrote. No, I'm not reading that. Never oh, come on, the orb. <laughs> oh my god. There uh, you go. You got it from Kale. It's way too early for this, guys. Um, listen, the internet screwed up. Because Sony now believes that we want more Morbius. Mm-hmm. And now they are bringing Morbius back to theaters. Oh, we did it, word? finally. They're I can bringing see it. it back to theaters. 1,000 theaters will now have to suffer by hosting <laughs> this movie that no one's going to go see. And if they go see it, we're even more fucked. They're going to greenlight a sequel. We're more befucked. It's going to happen. We yeah. have to we have to let it die. Let the past die. No, it's not no, the past. No. This is the pu- this is the present and the future is what that it's is. No. It's evolution. No. We can't let this happen. It's it's too late. And guess what? It's even worse because do you want to know what the number 1 movie trending on Netflix was as of 2 days ago? Is it Amazing Spider-Man? Yeah. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. yeah. I have the script, guys. <laughs> I haven't even... Um, Sean, before we get into Amazing Spider-Man, I just want to make a little announcement here. Um, my new podcast, uh, Morbin by the Minute, 
where I will be uh, talking uh, Morbius minute by minute. Uh, I'll be, be talking about every every minute in Morbius. Yeah, um, I'm like seventy five percent joking on this. This was so a real if, pitch he brought to us. Yeah, yeah. I brought this to to Matt too, and he told me for my mental health I should not do this. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm going to throw it out there. See what if there's enough uh, fervor for it, uh, lust, hunger. What what does Morbius feel? This um, cannot be comics pals constipated. I, there's just no way. <laughs> The oh, only, it would not be on the made feed. Don't worry. <laughs> the only thing we can do, Morbius related, is if we do a. Why would I even say this? Ah, Go shit. ahead. No, keep going. No, yeah, keep going. Say it. <sighs> like a like a community watch. That could be yeah, fun. That could be fun. Yeah, could be fun actually, be fun. yeah. I've I've not seen it though. I've only seen it in that 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 supercut where it was just sped up into mm-hmm. to fit into a minute. That's that's. I've only watched the end credit scenes, and those suck. Oh, really they were bad. so bad. It's a phenomenal yeah. film, gentlemen. I've only seen the Matt Smith vampire dance. Listen. <laughs> oh, I've seen that too. Yeah. Listen, Maybe I almost want to watch it. Silve and and Harris are saying that they haven't done anything involving Morbius on the internet, so you guys are excused. I'll give you that. Um, but everybody else is. Morbin by the minute, all this crap. It's a great idea. It's it's, it's probably bad. my best. And there idea. will be a Morbius too. I'm I'm telling you right now, they're gonna greenlight a sequel. Sony <laughs> is getting the wrong message. <laughs> Tyler, we're gonna have to time Morbin by the minute because you have essentially it's 141 minutes. It's you a- have a hundred. <laughs> 140 episodes worth of content at that I know, point. That's content so we, right there. We have to plan that out, right? If it's weekly, daily, like to we'll, lead up, we'll to get Morbin to. Too. It's a hundred. Say if it's one a week, <laughs> we'd probably be seeing Morbius three at that point. <laughs> oh my hurt. god! Yeah. Here's here's the thing though. The problem is now, Jared Leto has tweeted the thing. He made the joke with a Morbius two. It's Morbin time script. Guys, I'm sorry. It's not Morbin time anymore. Jared Leto is in on the joke. I don't want to do it anymore. It's as, done. Yeah. As soon as Sony. Jared Leto get involved in this. Now it's just listen. If it's so- if it's Sony, I don't give a shit. Let the superhero genre die. Jared Leto is a piece of shit, and he should feel bad all the time. He should not be in on the joke. It's not even funny anymore. It's never been funny. This shit sucks, funny. and I'm tired of it. And we're not funny. talking about Morbius on this podcast anymore i just wanted to put that out there that the reason that we're gonna have to suffer through a morbius Uh 2 is you guys i just want you to know i have never tweeted about morbius i don't even want to talk about morbius if it wasn't for this dumb podcast i would never utter the phrase morbius ever my life but i have to and i won't anymore i'm drawing the line at morbius two things real quick Two, two, two things two things um Morbius, really cool name. I think I think we can all agree on that. It's, it's a fun little nope. name. No, also, I don't even agree uh, with that. Us. Yeah, like, Morbius two. Since, since the Spider-Man cartoon, there's been a dumb name for a vampire. They need to get a famous director out of retirement to direct Morbius two. And Ooh. I think it's Tommy Wiseau. Oh, I think a Tommy Wiseau directed I'm out. Morbius two. I'd be in. Yeah, I would. Oh, be no. in. It, so it, it could be Morbin time. It oh, it would be Morbin time at that point. Um, yeah, I can't handle this. Uh, have you guys noticed Mr. Tiny Corn Dog is back? Yeah, he is. yeah, he, yes. uh, he's just throwing his tiny corn dog on there. What's up? Uh, I'm here for it. 
Uh, Sean, uh, right. he's, got Sean. A, he's got a he's got a collection of emotes. So, uh, Sean, you know who I blame? Oh, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right see see jokes about the jokes about the animated series i can get behind the movie the movie i just and even that no we can't do that we can't talk about it i saw the part he said morbin yeah he did yeah um the worst part is after so i I just moved and i've been going through my boxes and i've been going through my comics i have all the comics of amazing spider-man right around the time morbius like i have first punisher i have first silver sable i have first black cat and I have second Morbius and third Morbius. I do not have the fucking first Morbius. It eludes me. So I have a grail now, and it's Morbius. Um, I have so. a white whale. I have a white whale. Very, very pale white whale. And it's first appearance of Morbius. So. Oh, my God. I thought I knew it's, you. Listen, it's literally just a fill in my collection. It's literally like the one issue that I'm missing out of like a whole. You'll stand. live. Um, <laughs> I want to unlive, really, as Morbius, the... Living go. vampire. You walked into that one. Listen, I'm not even going to respond to that because. Are you least excited for to... the um the love of Amazing Spider-Man? Is that? No. Okay. All right. Just asking. Just asking. No. Andrew Garfield is going through I, I, a renaissance. No. You know why? You know why I'm not? Because they're not going to greenlight Amazing Spider-Man three. They're going to greenlight Morbius two. Then they're going to say, "Wow, people really love villain movies." That don't yes. feature or tie into Spider-Man in any way. So, uh, what we, what should we do next? Uh, let's think about it. Oh, hey, people really love Shocker, right? We should do a Shocker movie. Imagine well, I've seen that. that one. It's about six minutes, and about like the <laughs> the four minute and, and thirty second mark is the good stuff. We we're already in that era, though. Like Venom, unlock that. <laughs> That's different, though. We're, we have a Craven movie Bad with movie where he's the wrestler, or whatever <laughs> the fuck. Though. Like we're there. <laughs> This is hell. I say that was uh, for the clout, but uh, we could get our White Rabbit movie. You know, I, I know you were into that one, Sean, when you read an Amazing Spider-Man. What if we uh, we get into I White Rabbit? I didn't really say anything about White Rabbit. Uh, Marco that did. That was oh, oh, yeah, okay. Let's, all right, let's, right. let's attribute okay. the right people here. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I, I apologize. Apologies. All right. Listen, we got to get the the rest of this show on the road, but uh, I just wanted to throw that out there. No more Morbius on this podcast, as long as I'm here. Uh, Morbitorium. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good, Mark. That was pretty good. Um, <laughs> All right. So, uh, if you want to support the show, there are plenty of ways you can do that. We thank you all so much for tuning in. If you want to watch the show live, you can do so by tuning in at twitch.tv slash the comics pals every single Saturday at 10 15 Eastern Thursdays at 6 PM Eastern for pals pulls, uh, patreon.com slash the comics pals is the absolute best way to support the show for as little as $3. You can, uh, help out your boys and show them some love. Uh, I do want to shout out, the patreon pals who are uh keeping the lights on um these are the people who have subscribed at ten dollars or more uh and they get a cool name and they join the pals verse so thank you so much to thunderstruck rebecca alejandro the night stalker harris najinsky brian demolisher del pozo julissa the jaguar and random rocio the courageous Kunaladas, catfist the incorruptible the great destroyer hyper viper 89 Momentum, Mike Elliott, Starcross, Catherine Stars, and Indestructible, Indy Aaron. Thank you to every single one of you. Um, 
up on Patreon this week, we do have Kale's uh, second edition of the newsletter. That's right. I couldn't think of anything else to write, so I thought about the thing that I think about the most, and it's what toys I'm going to buy, or in this case, probably not buy. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, Yeah, I actually, I really enjoyed it. What? Yeah. I really expected to get yelled at because of how bad it was. Why would you get yelled at? What the hell? Because <laughs> that's, I mean, that's the world I live in in my broken brain. <laughs> Goes to the punish yeah. box. Oh, I know that, Kale. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you see my fucking newsletter coming up this week? <laughs> I'm going to do a newsletter about toys. You can't do that, man. They're going to they're gonna hate you. <laughs> Don't do that. Oh, we have a highlighted comment from one Matt Murphy. It says... <sighs> Wow, I can say this now, Tyler, after that comment, therapy. Oh, it's because I always <laughs> say that to him. I have the, this meme that I have saved in my favorites on my phone that's like, it's the Simpsons bus driver, and he says, don't make me point at the sign, but it, the sign just says therapy. So I just send that uh, occasionally. That's Guys, fair. We, therapy is good for everyone. I recommend it for everyone. If you, if, you can, if you can do it, do it. You know what else you should do? You should subscribe to the Comics Pals on YouTube. YouTube.com yeah, slash the comics pals. Uh, like the video, share it with your friends. All that stuff's free to do and helps us out a lot more than it costs you. Our Uncanny Avengers book club is coming out this Tuesday. And that was fan voted. That was fan voted. So thank you to the fans for voting for me. Not the not Rick and and the whole creative team. Just me. <laughs> In particular. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Just call Rick at this point? Yeah, yeah, friendly. First name basis, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a good well, guy. When, yeah. when he finally came around to uh, Righteous Thirst for Vengeance, Rick oh, called oh, him and yeah. said, Back hey, in listen, good races. we're on first Whoa. name basis now. Whoa, you and Rick are not. I, <laughs> uh, I think you'll find we are. I've been to Seattle. I've seen him. Oh, okay. Him. <laughs> it was me and him and Tupac. <laughs> we smoked weed together. Anyway. All right, um, all right. So uh, let's get into some listener comments. Uh, we've got a couple, and yeah. uh, they're they're meaty. So go ahead, Tyler. Oh, uh, Mr. Meaty himself, Dan Trudeau, on episode 292. Uh, I really enjoyed the topic this week. Uh, great show. As you guys said, you can't judge anyone's best of list, but that one smacked of serious pretension. <laughs> uh, I loved your... <laughs> Hold on, before I get anywhere. You can't judge, but I'm going to judge this one. I like. I this like is that. also... By the way, sorry, in reference to last week's uh, main yeah. topic. I like the uh, like the energy getting there, Dan. Um, I loved your points about high art versus low art. I've always believed those are false distinctions. There are acclaimed literary works put on a pedestal today that will be forgotten decades from now, while people will still talk about Batman and James Bond. How can you compare The Godfather to Airplane, or A Mouse to Batman, or The Great Gatsby to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Laughing and having fun is just as valuable as an experience as crying your eyes out. I think it's best to do the best superhero books or the best graphic memoirs. There's enough different flavors within those categories alone to struggle with determining which are the best, and you're more likely to introduce someone to something they like. And I know it makes a lot less set, less good of a headline, but I really prefer labeling it my favorites versus the best. It's more honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I completely agree. I think that and, – and that's the word that I didn't want to – want to use last week uh it's pretension pretentious um it 
you know, look, I think there are a lot of people that think comics are, you know, BS for kids or for adults who are in arrested development. And I'm not saying that's not me, but I am saying that that doesn't, that doesn't mean that comics aren't good or that there aren't amazing comics or that comics don't have value. Like what's the, what's the inherent value of books, you know, regular books uh, versus comics. Like there are plenty of quote unquote trashy books, right? Um, Not all books are just these incredible works of art because they're books, not all movies. We just talked about Morbius. Like, come on, let's be real. There's nothing inherently low or bad about comics in comparison to any other medium. And so I don't understand why comics is the one that we treat like it's for kids and doesn't have any value. And the only way it's okay to talk about it amongst people who don't read comics is to talk about the high art comics. That's bullshit to me. My opinion is that um, those books, no matter the book, will still just become kindling for the fires that warm us in the post-apocalyptic world. (laughs) So there's no real difference. I do think that maybe the better title for that list would have been most influential uh, to a certain degree. I think, you know, I think, or at least that should be put in the conversation because the, the books that were on that list, for the most part, with the exception of like Inuyasha or something, yeah, um, are very influential. You know, a lot of stuff, you know, thing pieces and whatever have come from Mouse and Persepolis and and Fun Home and Miss Marvel, know, even Miss Marvel. Oh, I was bullshitting. Um, I mean, like it or not, it's influential. So, in what way? <laughs> what influence? <laughs> I mean. Um, I mean I think Miss Marvel not, has a lot of influence, honestly, especially the modern, uh, the modern readers or the more uh, younger readers. It's it's a it's a big fucking deal. I'm not saying it's not, but I'm saying, what is it influence? I'd, I'd also like to know the age of the person who who wrote that list too. Um, I was listening to your guys' discussion, uh, and I, and I think knowing an age of the person who wrote it would be illuminating. I think. Yeah, uh, I I don't know. And, you know, again, we're not judging the list. <laughs> no, I, I just, I was gone for, so I, I have thoughts, but I wasn't there for it. So that's on me. I was fucking, I was in a, I was in a truck, you know. Kefis says there are things that only comics can do. And I think, I think that's, that's a great point as well. Like, why would we talk about the industry this way when it's, it's, it's unique, you know, it's different. It's special. And we don't treat it like that. And I don't, I don't understand why. One thing that um, we hadn't talked about that I was thinking about it was stuff like uh, John and Quarterly and um, Fantagraphics, where those inherently have like that built-in audience of, well, we're doing you know, uh, uh, auteur-driven stuff, or we're doing you know, um, capital C kind of comics, and the, there's a there's a different sort of um, snobbery I think there for people who like I feel like frequent that kind of. Uh, those kind of publishers um, but at the end of the day it's just comics dude yeah as you say that I look up to my copy of uh, Chris Ware's building stories that's on my, <laughs> yeah, my show. yeah exactly <laughs> which yeah, is I like the defi- your, uh, definitive thing so I saw that on your shelf uh, I got that for five bucks it was on what? clearance I bet you did <laughs> yeah yeah um, it's it's very good though it is good it's my, just weird Michael DeForge drawn in quarterly some weird ass mm-hmm. shit 
Um, should I get to this next one? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, that is weird. Uh, all right, so Nihilus on Discord, who uh, inspired the last week's discussion. So thank you, Nihilus. Um, I think you guys should do an episode where you discuss the top five best use of the comics medium or top five most influential. Are those the same? I don't know. I know it's a bit of a sin to say best of comics and not include Claremont and Morrison. Same with Frank Miller. I think you could hand Born Again or All-Star Superman to anyone and they would find something to enjoy. Especially All-Star. That book is so cinematic and just awe-inspiring. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that, um, I mean, I think it would be interesting to do that kind of list, like either one of those. Um, and I do think they're different. I think the best uses of the medium aren't necessarily the most influential. Um, they could be inspired by something influential and then they took it out, you know, they took the ball and ran sure. with it. Um, and obviously creators have in some instances more tools available to them than they had before um to do things that they just couldn't but um you know look i i, I to me i think if you're going to talk about the best of the comics industry there are certain names that have to be on the list or you know it's it's weird and you know we talk about everybody's list being valid but you know, if if you've never, even that has subjectivity to it, right? If you've never read Grant Morrison and you did not come up during Grant's time, if let's say you just started reading comics right now, like within the last 10 years, and you've never read a Grant comic, would you include one of their works on your best of list? No. Is it less valid? I don't know. I, it gets I would dicey. Like I would like the idea of best use of the medium, though, because like some things that like jump out to me is like Watchmen for use of the nine panel grid um, or mm -hmm. or uh, the silent issue of Hawkeye uh, where it's uh, sign language, uh, which is something a, a, a physical like a novel can't do. Um, or um, I'm trying to think of maybe not best of, but a very, very interesting. It's Echo Lands, the current um, J.H. Williams book where it's it's a landscape which I thought was yeah. very, very interesting. And it has pullout pages and it's very interesting use of the medium. But like that, that is an interesting list that I can see, but I don't think it's the same list. I don't think it's the same as, you know, no way. Uh, top five most influential. I, <laughs> I hate that Watchmen. It always ends up on, on any of these lists, no matter what. It's because uh, I, I love good. the book to death. But it's like, come on. It's like, um, it's like the original three Pokemon starters. Like they just fucking show up in every game. Like, uh, like, I don't need another evolved form of Charizard, you know, like Kale, you with me? Yeah. For different <laughs> reasons, I think, but okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt says Grant's modern work is too much. Hey, you know, maybe so, but like historically speaking, you know, if I'm doing a top five, Grant's there, you know, a few books, top 10 Grant's gotta be there. Frank's gotta be there. You know, there's just certain creators. But then someone might say, oh, well, how could you have a top 10 list without Jeff Johns? And then I say, oh. well, talk to me about Jeff Johns' opinions about Cyborg and then get back. To <laughs> I thought you were going to say about black people in general, but. <laughs> I mean, all right, that too. But <laughs> yeah, you guys get the idea. Uh, thank you both for writing in. Really appreciate it. And maybe we'll do that. We'll do that down the road. Um, I think those, the, I couldn't just rattle off a list like that. Um, I would have to really think about the best uses of the medium. 
Um, I don't have any immediate examples. Watchmen would have been the only one that I could think of. Um, and then most influential, again, is really tough. I, I don't even necessarily feel qualified to answer those questions because that's a that's such a uh, a, a limited box mm-hmm. that I think you really have to bring your knowledge and bring your stuff, and you know you really have to think about it. So I'm not I'm not even sure I can answer those in it's a also, way that would be satisfying. It's also evolving too. Like I, I bet you a decade from now, people will say Tom King's vision is influential. You know, as I would say it now. Uh, fair. Well, yeah. I think it's influential. As, yeah, I think it yeah. needs time for influence. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about influential. Yeah. Um, Sylv Stevenson says I think Tinian does good, doing creative things. I think Tinian is one of the wizards. I really, I, I think Tinian's getting to that place. Like Chris the Jericho. closet, like Jericho. Yes. <laughs> um, like the the closet. I don't know if you guys read that this week. The closet number one. Wow, I, sure I did. you guys, yeah, but I, I just, <laughs> I, I, I said it on Pal's polls, but I just think Tinian's becoming a master, and it's beautiful to watch. I can't, I don't think I've gotten to see this before. Uh, I don't, I, like, I don't feel personally that there's another creator who's come up since I started reading comic books, who I think has gotten as far in skill as Tinian has. I really don't. Personally. I think, you you know, there are obvious names you would mention. You would mention Snyder. You would mention King. Uh, and, I, and you would mention maybe Bendis. I would not say that I think those creators are on Tinian's level. Not even not even Snyder. Not even King. I think Snyder's sort of taken the stars falling a little bit in, in terms well, of... Scott Tober flopped. I don't know. I don't know if that's Scott's fault, but um, (laughs) it's just because of the kinds of stories that Scott tells. Like they're they're great, but they're just not pushing it. I think Tom pushes it, but Tom, I, for me, Tinian has never missed, and also is challenging himself all the time, Mm. and uh, challenging the medium to some degree. So I think that's impressive. But yeah. Uh, do you guys have any like thoughts on that? Anyone you would name as a counter to what I said? It's like a modern modern master? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, someone who's become a master or is on that journey <sighs> since you seen... started reading. Okay. Um, that's a good question. I've, I've seen people always on the cusp, I feel. Mm. You know, like I think Jason Aaron was at a certain point on the cusp. I think I think Chip is on his way. Uh, chips, mm-hmm. chip, don't miss chips right now. I was um, gonna say Lemire, but I feel like one, I feel like uh, Lemire doesn't have the same standing with like big two books. A lot of mostly image and some indie stuff. I feel like Lemire's been in a really good position for a while. Yeah, but he's only yeah. ever there. Like he's he doesn't he doesn't yeah. like move beyond yeah. that upper echelon. I think Mark Russell. Only, yeah, oh, yeah, yep. oh good. God. I just gave Mark my Russell. friend a Flintstones volume one. So. Nice. I think we're at so the beginning good. of Rom V's sort sure. of whole career. I think I think he's gonna do some cool stuff, and I I think I, I'm really excited about this upcoming. Uh, is it Detective that he's doing? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think it's gonna be really cool. 
Rom is ascending for sure, and I think Mark Russell's a great call out. Chip's a great call out. We'll see how their their careers continue to develop. I just feel like Tinian is he's just in that spot right now where it's like his ideas are amazing and his yeah. delivery and execution is phenomenal. Like go read the closet. I I really feel like you need to give that a shot. Yeah. I. I agree with uh, Kefis and Tom Taylor, but they need to give my dude like the book. Like they need to give him an actual big title for him to really cut his teeth on. Cause like he has Superman and Nightwing, which are close, but beyond giving him the external, like, you know, make your own universe or make your own world and that kind of thing. Uh, he's not there yet either. With uh, my, my question to you, and it's not a challenge. It's just a question. Would you say that if Nightwing's art wasn't so good? Like, how much of the yeah. the and I think Tom Taylor's real good, but how much of the like praise that he gets is surrounding the art that's so good in the books that he works on? Uh, I don't think it's just that. It, it, he definitely has like he his narratives are fun. He's uh, he's driving the characters. He's developing them. I, I I've I've been enjoying his character work as well. Like the the will they won't they of the barber relationship. There's stuff there. I like it. I'm thinking I, it's just the art. For me, yeah, I've I've read a lot of Tom Taylor. I pretty much read any Tom Taylor book that's come out uh, in the last five years. Or so I, I would say starting with his Wolverine run. His Laura Kenny Wolverine. Yeah, love that. Um, yeah. I've read every Tom Taylor book. I've read the Injustice stuff. I've read the um, the Marvel Dark Ages, the current Dark Knights of Steel, Nightwing, Suicide Squad. Like I've loved it all, and like it's good art on each of those books. But like the common factor there is Tom Taylor. So, got to be okay. doing something right. Fair enough. Uh, well. Speaking of doing something right, I hope that uh, okay. <laughs> you did something right with this game that you put together for us today. Sure. So I'm calling this game Scene Chewing. Um, so this is going to test use guys' oratory skills. Mm. Okay. Um, figure it's a, let's up, it's a, you know, this is a podcast first and foremost. So let's uh, make something a little more audio based. Um, so the way this works is I need each of you to pick a number from one to three. You guys got to figure it out between yourselves. Who wants two. one? Uh, Marco wants two. Okay. Kaylee wants three or one? Three. All right. Oh, uh, well, Sean, you got the one I was hoping you get. All right. So Sean oh. got, has one. Um, wow. So the way this works is you have, I'll put 60 seconds on the clock. I need you to explain the story of the prompt I give you. Um, here's the thing. You cannot repeat a word. Huh. Outside of like, word? outside of like, is the and oh, like okay. those basic words, that, fine, but you can't say Spider Man twice, you can't say Peter Parker twice, or if we say Peter Parker, you can't just say Peter afterwards. Um, so you can't repeat words. You also cannot hesitate. If the other two hear you hesitate, or hear you repeat a word, they can buzz in. Which you just say your name. I'm literally stealing this from Quizlemania, who stole it from a British TV show. Um, but if you correctly challenge, and I can say, yep, I heard him repeat a word, or yep, that was a, a hesitation, or if you just go off topic completely, they can call you out for being uh, for straying from the, the topic. 
Like if the topics, I don't know, uh, all star Superman and you start talking about booster gold for some reason, um, sure. then you can call in. So if you correctly challenge, then you have to take over and talk about this topic from where the person left off for your own. Yeah. So if they left off at 30 seconds, then you have 30 seconds on the clock to keep talking about it. And you also can't repeat the words that they already said. Uh, you know, you start off from scratch. It's almost impossible oh, to do it that okay. way. Yeah. Um, but whoever is left after the end of the 60 seconds gets the point. Okay. If that makes sense. It's, it's a lot, but, but as you get into it, it might make sense. Maybe. Maybe. So, Sean, you have the first prompt. Okay. And it's Marvel Civil War. Whoa! Wow, wow, wow. Uh, um, okay, so, so let, me, let uh, Yeah. Do you have any, do you need any clarifying questions? Yeah. So, okay. um, when you say you cannot repeat words, you explain how that relates to individual character names, but how does sure. that work in relation to, in this case, Avengers or Civil War or school or school children or can't repeat you know, those? Can't repeat can't those. Nope. You can you can repeat what is in the name. So you can say Civil War multiple times if you need to. But then okay. you, you don't don't overdo it because then if you're just repetition, then somebody can call out. Like if we just keep saying in Marvel Civil War, also in Marvel Civil War. There's also a civil war. I would, I would challenge you if I were the other two. Um, okay. But like school, no, you can you get, you get one time one time to say that. Like I'm literally talking like connector words. The and is as those are the other right. ones you can repeat. All right, all right. Um, just let me. Uh, any other questions? Um. So my responsibility is to explain what civil war is and what happens sure. in it. Yep. Okay. Where you decide uh, to go on that is up to you. Okay. And then last question. Am I allowed to talk about like the context of the story outside of the story? Like what was happening around it in the world, what it was inspired by, blah, 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 blah. I want you to tackle Marvel's Civil War. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. This, this I, will, I, will, okay. I will give it my uh, give it my best shot. All right. Let me know when you're ready. Um, I am ready. Okay, and and Marco and Kale, if you want to challenge, just say your name, okay. and I will pause the time. All right, their so own here. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Marco would say Marco, Kale would say Kale. Just I don't have actual buzzers. I would if I can mail you guys buzzers next time, maybe I'll do that. But <laughs> all right, fair um, enough. All right, so here we go. So, Civil War is my favorite superhero event, and the reason is because. It's the only event that I've ever read that feels as if it's touching home. It feels like it connects to our real lives. So Civil War features, well, it starts off with a school exploding. And this is an event that happens as a mistake from young superheroes who are trying to stop a crime, a supervillain crime. It goes wrong, the school explodes, and we lose... Uh, several children and parents and all that kind of jazz. Wait, Marco. This... Marco. Marco. Wait, so he, all right. he said event three times and he said he, school twice, he I think. He did. Yep. He okay. Did. Yeah. All right, Marco, you have 15 <laughs> seconds now. I don't like this. I don't <laughs> like this one. <laughs> band, <dude. laughs> I don't like this. Marco, you got 15 seconds. Ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. 
there's a disagreement between two of the main uh, Avengers here and break out into factions, one led by Captain America and another led by Iron Man, in which they each bring in different heroes. That's it. That's it, Marco. You get... You, you snagged it right there. That's, that's a point. That was oh, that was what was left of Sean's time. Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. Okay. So you have to make it the full time to get the point. This game is my nightmare. Uh, yeah, but he can, Sean can get a point from you guys. It's almost sure, easier sure. to get points from other people when it is to get yeah. your own point. If that okay. makes sense. Um, the next one's yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you, you did. You said event three times. You said school twice. Um, no hesitation and no uh, deriving away from the topic. So that, that's that's good. That's good. So you got the point there. All right. So, Marco, you picked two, right? Yes, sir. Marco, you'll be talking about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. This is probably one of the harder ones, so apologies. All right. Let me know when you're ready. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. This movie is about Spider-Man, but specifically a variation on Peter Parker, who is the original character and this covers Miles Morales, one of the newer creations coming out of the Ultimate line, and that is joined uh, the 616 universe. In this movie, he decides that he's, he's coming back from college and uh, going into college, and there is a supervillain that is trying to cross multiverses and bring in and stop a, an event from happening in the process of Kale. Uh, uh, Kale said Kale. All right. Damn it. I don't want it. <laughs> Kale? Well, what, why why'd you, why'd you challenge? Uh, hesitation. Yeah, hesitation. Yeah, there was yeah. hesitation there. There was. Oh, yeah. There was. All right. So, Kale, you continue. Can you I, have 12 can I, seconds. Can I ask where he oh, left damn. off? Uh, no. Okay. And here so, you go. So, the kingpin is trying to cross multiverses and... He is stopped by Peter B. Parker, who is from a different universe and is having uh, grown-up troubles because right. he is a Kale millennial gets that point. outspider. Kale, Kale, Kale gets that point. Oh, I had 12 seconds left. Fuck. Marco, you could have said Spider-Man multiple times. It's in the title. I, I felt like you were. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh no. <laughs> I felt like that okay, was. So, okay, we can say the title. If it's in the title, yeah. if the theme is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, yes, that is that is fine. Oh, okay. damn, okay. dude. Right. I was okay. I was working my way around that shit. All right. So, Kel, your next one. I, I felt you working around that, Marco. I was I was seeing the steam coming out your ears on that one. All right, Kel, your topic is Blackest Night. I didn't rate this. <laughs> <laughs> this is This is where I stopped reading comics for a little while. Oh, that. what? Blackest Night's so good. All right. All right. Here you go. So Jeff Johns brought back Hal Jordan in Green Lantern. And what happened was he reset the Green Lantern, Green Lantern continuity. And that led to a shift in the broader... Uh, 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 mechanics of death in the DC universe. What that means is there were different colors of the emotional spectrum. Sean. Came. Sean. Oh, thank God. Oh, off I top, hate this. Off, off, off topic. <laughs> Fine. No, I was he also just said, getting there. 
He was talking about the, the colors. I was just getting into the rings. Uh, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that's off topic. Really? Take it. This, I don't give a this, shit. Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> that's getting into the Green Lantern mythos. I'm asking for Blackest Night. You also said Green Lantern twice, so just saying. You know, but all right, Sean, you got 25 seconds. Ready? 25 I, seconds. I don't know, call that yeah. bullshit, but because <laughs> I'm I having said a terrible how? time. I thought he said how and Green Lantern. All right, all right, Sean. 25 seconds. Ready? Here we go. All right, so Blackest Night is an event that is essentially about the fulfilling of a prophecy within the Lantern universe that suggests that with Brightest Day, there will be Blackest Night. This features the heroes and villains of the DC universe, some of which are undead being because they are being resurrected by the Black Lantern. And it's a huge war that goes across the entire right, you got color it. spectrum. You got the point. I, all you got a fucking point, so you all win. Stole <laughs> it off. Oh, um, I, Tyler, this is an incredible, an incredible game. I think it could be done very, very well. I it's probably it. stressful I as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think as people play the game more, I think you start understanding things yeah. better. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, that's hesitation. Oh, oh, that's off topic. Oh, I heard you say, like Sean said, lantern twice. You know, he? Um, he did. He did. I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. OK. OK. So yeah. it's, it's it's probably like it's not stressful for me because I'm just looking at a clock. But like you yeah, got yeah, like, no, no shit. That, that's 60 seconds. You probably feel that thing. Huh? Yeah. We're going to get you playing these games. Don't worry. You, there's no reason you shouldn't be playing these damn games. I would uh, gladly play these. Um, but yeah, that's scene showing, guys. So you all win. The pals yay. win in this one. Uh, Kefa says, I think bullshit kill wasn't off topic. Kefis, how about you know, be man. on the show, huh? How about you be, you, you play this game next time, huh, buddy? I guess I guess the 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 way I see it is, you know, Sean's question about contextualization, and that's where I was coming from was contextualizing what. And was I happening. didn't answer that question. Yeah. Yeah, I said talk so, about civil war, and and I was trying to eat time, to be honest. So that's yeah. that's why yeah. I challenged it because I knew what you were doing. Fine. Yeah. I was going to let you ride. I was like, you know what? It's fine. But then you were talking about the spectrum and all this. I'm like, no, dude, I'm chatting. But they're in the book. That's part of the thing. <laughs> I don't disagree, man. It's just a game. I had to do it. Um, Disagree, but you called me on it anyway. All right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. Ooh, absolutely. I, I got to play the I game. Like the, you are absolutely drama. right, but. No, you know. It worked uh, out in my favor this yeah. time. Uh, good game. Good game. Good stuff. Yeah. Sean, yeah. I will send you the Quizzlemania uh, uh, Quizzle, Quizzle is uh, is a, a a game a monthly game show by uh, the Wrestle Talk uh, Parts Fun Known People. Oh, um, and they okay. and they do this with like wrestling stuff. It would be like I don't know, mankind uh, getting thrown off the hell in a cell, and like sure, yeah. The That's first fun. couple times they did it, it was a fucking mess. But you know, the twentieth time, it's fucking great. Um, but yeah, that's scene chewing, guys. So, all right, all right, round of applause for Tyler. Do you have that, Tyler? Uh, I'm gonna come. That's not the kind of nope. Sorry about that. That's not the kind of rain of applause that one would uh, <laughs> one would like. Uh, false. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, so we have to talk now about the end of an era, as one Joe Casada. Um who has worked for Marvel for over 20 years is leaving, has left Marvel comics. 
Uh, Joe started with Marvel um, as an editor. Well, he began editing in 98. Um, he, you know, rose to the ranks as an amazing artist, got the editor position, became create uh, chief creative officer of the company. Um, he's had a stellar career, again, that spans multiple decades when you're talking about his artwork. I mean, my man, you know, 91, 80 something is when he started somewhere in there. Um, he got, I think he got his first Marvel job in, with the Ghost Rider cover in 91. Um, and, you know, it's been a tour de force of a career. It, re- it really has. Um, most people don't know Joe's influence in Marvel, especially because he's not really a force in the way that he used to be. We're talking about, you know, the editor in chief behind marvel during its ascent you know marvel bounced back from really hard and bad times um and we all you know here know this but um people listening might not marvel was bankrupt and they were done it was over um and i i think and i I don't think this is controversial to say that joe without joe casada it's possible that there is no longer a marvel not in the way we know it um Sean, Joe, just yeah. one point of clarification. It's the Marvel Knights line that he... Yes, that's right? exactly who I was about to get to. He okay. um, helped launch the Marvel Knights. Um, and that, of course, is, you know... I think Marvel Knights changed the game. Mm-hmm. Daredevil, Punisher. Um, so many books came out of that line that changed the way that superhero stories were being told. Joe's responsible for the trade paperback model um not like the existence of it in any way but bringing it back to marvel and making that a a huge part of how they sell and market their books um joe and bendis they go together like rice and chicken if you're spanish um you know I, i i associate those two with each other because i feel like joe believed in bendis and put him in positions to succeed under his watch uh, we got the ultimate line. Um, so Joe became uh, editor-in-chief around 2000, and one of his first things was to launch the ultimate line. Um, he also, because he was an editor and an artist, understood how important it was for editors to have a major role in the creation of books and to bring everyone closer together. So one of his big edicts was to make associate editors a much bigger part of the creation of comics at Marvel and to actually credit them within the books. Um, And I think that that has probably helped a lot when you look at how intricate Marvel storytelling was in the 2000s. You can't do that without a wave of editors. And Joe, being one himself, understood that was necessary. Um, Cup of Joe. Cup of Joe. Dude, a couple of Joe panels in New York Comic Con. That was yeah. like, you had to be there. Yeah. Like back at, oh man, those were so good. Special. A uh, couple of Joe panels at New York Comic Con and uh, many others were panels where, you know, Joe Casada would come out and talk. Um, and it was cool to get to hear from the man himself about, you know, the books Marvel was publishing, getting to pick his brain when they asked questions. And you'd always get some really cool announcements, special guests. It was fun. Um, and I think. You know, I know I sound old when I say this, but 
I think that that was the most fun time, you know, and I'm sure there were other fun times in comics, but for me, it was just so much fun. Marvel was so fun under Joe in a way that it, it might not be again, at least not for me and my taste. Um, so I have a lot of feelings about this, but I'll pass so you guys can talk to. So for me, I, I picked this picture of, of Joe, A, because he looks like a dad at Disney World. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's fine. But also, like, you can tell the time it was taken in. It's Fear Itself. It was like the the back. It's in the background here in like a, a monitor. But so is that. Um, uh, um, what is it? Uh, oh, geez. Poster? Sean, do you remember the artist of the poster that's behind him? I don't know if you can see it, but it was that. It was during the heroic age, I believe. Fear itself, um, where they had those like interconnecting posters. Uh, he was the um, uh, cover artist on Straczynski's Thor. Is it? Oh, uh, Koi, Koi, no, not Koi Pell. No, Koi, Koi Pell was interiors. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. Maybe um, I don't know. Is Matt, this Matt would know. Deloto? No, no, no. It's never mind. Whatever. But like that oh, era of of Dra- Marvel. Dragosovic, Mar- Marco. Dra- uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Georgievic. Georgievic. Yeah, Marco okay. Georgievic. Yeah, yeah, that's who it is. Um, but like that era of Marvel where it was like post-secret invasion, like mm. pre-Disney buyout too, I believe. Yeah. I think yeah. this might probably be an actual um, – maybe this is promotional art for when Disney was you bought it up because probably around this time. <laughs> um, just manifesting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but like right, right before that, like that's where like that was my happy place with comics, you know. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I was in a comic book club in high school at that point, and not to be like just a nostalgia Joe, um, but it was just dumb fun, is what it was, you know. And I was I wasn't really into the behind the scenes stuff as much, you know, as I am now, where I prob- I know where how the sausage is made. Um, back then, it was just like, oh, I'm just reading the comics, you know, and that that's that's what I'm doing. Um, where, uh, yeah, it's just it was kind of my my home in a way. So it's interesting to hear you guys talk about it. Um, I started in comics later, and I've only ever known him as CCO. So the the fact that he has this history is kind of new to me, um, and really interesting. Uh, the the fact that like as his first thing to do is strike up the ultimate line. That makes sense. That's a that's a creative decision that can I think only be done by somebody who has worked in the industry and it's like this is something that is uh, necessary or there's a there's a market here that's lacking. It's foresight. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up, Jackariah? Welcome. Thank you for joining. Yeah, Quesada uh, is probably probably one of the first artists I really paid started paying attention to. I think the first book I ever got was uh, is the daredevil that he did with uh with uh uh uh, what's this guy's name kevin smith yes yes that's exactly what it was yes Uh, fucking george mcgee echoes um is that her name uh yeah echo yeah 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 her introduction in whatever book that was marvel knights right marvel knights daredevil potentially yeah it was well before i good kingpin stuff yeah um so like that, his era was when I was just devouring absolutely anything I could get my hands on, um, and actively, you know, new stuff, old stuff, just you know, give it all to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this this hits uh, hits home in a certain way, but in a, in a very different way. 
I didn't actually know he was still there. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. Yeah. Oh. So... Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Joe. So Joe kind of grew out of the editor in chief uh, title and was moved over into like an overall uh, chief creative officer. So he had his hands in a lot of like early Marvel movies and TV stuff. He was a part of that cabal that got ousted um, when Kevin Feige decided he had enough. Cabal. <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, um, and so, yeah, that's why we haven't really heard of him a lot mm-hmm. since. And I think he probably felt, if I had to guess, put out to pasture. And I think he wants to, you know, do things. And I think that's good because Joe Casada is a creative mind. And we haven't really discussed it. Kale brought it up to some degree, but like also a brilliant artist. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like the only times they ever bring him out nowadays was like, oh, new Marvel number one variant yeah. cover, Joe Casada variant, you know? Quick funny story about Joe Casada. So, uh, the Daredevil run that Kale referenced was with Kevin Smith and Kevin Smith had not written a comic before. So, uh, you know, he turns in the the first script or whatever and Joe looks at it and Joe's got to draw it. And Joe's like, yeah, you got to trim this. And <laughs> Kevin Smith is like, I'm not doing that. And Joe's like, it's not going to work on the page. And Kevin's like, this is my vision. So Joe says, okay. And then Joe draws the page and then he puts the lettering over it so that kevin's could see (laughs) and the whole page was all the art was covered with letters and he sent that to kevin smith and then kevin smith took an axe to the uh script so that's awesome i learned exactly one of my my favorite con memories was actually going to a new york comic-con special edition i don't know if you guys went to that one Um, yes that's where i met uh he shall not be named Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, great convention, by the way. I'm, I'm mad that, that was only like a, a one and done or like they did two. That was so something. cool. Yeah. Great time of the year. It was like just comics, really. Um, mm-hmm. I got a Rome, Rome Perez uh, Thanos uh, uh, commission down there. Um, but mm-hmm. there was a couple Joe panel where they introduced, uh, I believe it was an Invincible Iron Man by Bendis. It was Bendis and, and, and Joe. And then it was like, maybe 30 people in the crowd. Like it was super small and intimate. It was just fucking cool. There were like wharf roaches everywhere though. So I didn't really care much for that. Cause it was at the pier. Ooh, right. Um, so yeah, I was like stomping pier. on like weird ass bugs, but um, that's a little nasty, oh, but okay. Yeah. yeah. Outside of that, it was, uh, it was really cool. And like that, I think that might've been the last cup of Joe that I went to. Mm. Um, yeah. Cause the New York, New York comic con one proper. Um, they were just too, too, too wild. Honestly, <laughs> those lines. What do you guys associate with the thought of, of Joe from a like a, a, a specifically comic standpoint. Like when you think of him, like what are the one or two things that come to mind? His uh his interview on the Colbert Report uh about Civil War, didn't he give Steven the uh the Captain America shield? Wow. I didn't yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I believe he did. Yeah. And that was on the yeah. set for the entirety of the show, pretty much. Yeah. Going yeah. forward. Yep. That's pretty cool. Um, I think when I think about Joe, I think about um, <laughs> I think about one more day. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, the cover. I, you did the cover art, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um met him one time, and I said, I really loved one more day, 
<laughs> and that was not true. <laughs> yeah, got it right here. Wow, nice. Uh, he didn't Tyler. just do the cover art. He did the whole book. Right, he did do the uh, interior. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yep. he did. Yep. It's good, too. Um, and it was his idea. Like, that's what he wanted for Peter was to be a single mm-hmm. dude. Um, and so JMS had to write it, and then he took his damn name off it. But, um, yeah. <laughs> really? I, yeah. I think yeah. about that, and I think about um, Civil War. Because I know, obviously, Joe had no, you know, creative role in the actual book but uh, you know he's he was the guy um so yeah i think that's what i that's what i think about when i think about um interested to see what he does next yeah but more so just saying congratulations to a a a tremendous incredible career and and thank you for what you did for marvel sure uh so let's talk about Marvel Studios. No Marvel Studios likely without Joe Quesada. Um, Marvel is searching for a big name to direct Fantastic Four. Now, this goes back to the bet that is still in play between <laughs> Kefis and I, which I believe is that he says there will not be a Fantastic Four movie before 2024. I believe that's the bet. Um, and I believe that there will be. And the winner, the loser has to buy the winner a trade or a, a an omnibus, and it can't be more expensive than what do we say, eighty bucks? I think was the uh, which which, yeah, which like you pretty much can get any in stock trade book. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. At that point, yeah. yeah. So, um, so it appears that this is bad news for me because Marvel <laughs> is taking their time with this. They want a big name. They want someone. It's it's actually really interesting. So. Um, the reports say that Kevin Feige specific and these, you know, these are not like necessarily coming from anywhere official, but this is just the, the chatter. Um, so here's here's what uh, a source says. Kevin doesn't want to oversee the entire shoot. And after not having to worry about that with Raimi on Doctor Strange 2, he is very game to do to the same outcome with this shoot. So Kevin basically wants to not have to watch over the movie to make sure that it comes out how he needs it to. And I guess Sam Raimi understood what he was asked to do and did that without oversight. And Kevin wants that. He got a taste. He wants more. Of, uh, of all the films to do that with. Right? That's, that yeah. was my thought. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting because John Watts left. And you have to think, you have to think that there was a metric ton of oversight required for Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. For sure. A thousand percent. And I also feel like you want that oversight for Fantastic Four. I do too. Especially after its history in film. Yeah. Um, that specifically. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. He's like, yeah, just give me something. Give me a director who knows what they're doing. Just give me someone good and let them <laughs> yeah. do it. Yeah. Do you have any any suggestions? Because I have a couple ideas. You're a good podcaster. Uh, I have none. I'm bad at this game. <laughs> oh, you were just going to tell us. Uh, oh, just fucking kill. <laughs> they're just going to buy him out. Oh, you don't like you don't like comic book superhero movies? Here you go. How Pull many more zeros from. would you like? 
Yeah. I have. So if he wants someone like Raimi, he wants someone who is an auteur who can kind of do their own thing. Um, I have. I think the easy answer is Robert Zemeckis. I think would be an interesting Ooh. person to do, like a like a good wholesome Fantastic Four movie. Uh, I, I think Zemeckis's yeah. uh, most recent uh, directorial thing is it's been a while. I think. Um, it looks like a lot of producing credits. Let me see what this most most recent directorial. It was oh, it was The Witches on HBO uh, Max, which was not good. Um, but <laughs> oh, was it? Uh, I, I I I couldn't finish it. It was it was rough in my God. opinion. <laughs> Um, CW uh, Gordon said Tarantino <laughs> looking for his 10th film dude how yeah, many times Star did we Trek see Sue Storm's feet in the movie <laughs> it's, it's gonna be Jessica Alba coming back too <laughs> um, oh, no, but I have my, a- honest, my honest answer and what I want is if they really want auteur and they really want to have somebody who can just do his own thing give me Fantastic Four by Wes Anderson yeah that would be fun. so much fun. It would never happen. Never happen. Yep. Wes Anderson would never <laughs> Not, take something, no you know, way. like That's that. Too no. artsy. Adrian that, Brody as as Reed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hold on a second. That's not terrible. That's not terrible. You get yeah. to, you, you get Bill Murray to reprise his role as the Human Torch. <laughs> <laughs> what? Do you not know about this? Was no, it SNL? In, Was in, it? No, 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 no. In the original radio serials, in I don't know the. Oh, 50s or something. Bill Murray, one of Bill Murray's first roles was as the Human Torch. No uh, way. In, uh, Fantastic Four radio series. That's so funny. I could totally see Bill Murray being um, the the mailman. Uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, yeah. Stan Stan was him in the second one, I think. Yeah, yeah. I I would Ooh. I would think Brad Bird. Yeah, C W Gordon just that's a good, said oh, that okay. in the, in the yeah, chat. Yeah. yeah. That's like a oh. go-to for like Iron Giant, Incredibles. Like mm. that's very much what I I would imagine is there's a reverence there. True, it has yeah. those super like hero elements. I love that idea. However, yeah. uh, I do want to point out um, that, and this is coming from the ComicBook.com article. They make the point that Marvel has made their bones, uh, especially within the last. 10 years on getting sorry uh getting directors yeah (laughs) getting letting people's directorial debut or big blockbuster debut be film debut be on marvel movies and they make they have examples that i didn't think about like joss whedon um you know joss whedon's first i think it was his first movie no, uh, Serenity might have been. So, yeah. yeah, but like blockbuster film, it was his first. Joe and Anthony Russo, this was their first blockbuster film. James Gunn, uh, Taika, uh, you know, all these different directors like Chloe Zhao even. This is their first blockbuster film. And that oversight that they're talking about, you know, there's a difference between making movies that are expected to make almost a billion dollars and making movies that, you know, they almost don't even care how much it makes. So I think that's kind of where Kevin's coming from. And based on your point, Marco, I don't know if Brad Bird, like has Brad Bird ever directed a movie with physical acting in it, like with like live action? Ratatouille. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a great call out. And I think that like from a creative standpoint, though, he would nail it. 
to uh, Tomorrowland, I think. It was uh, meant to be a pretty big movie. It kind of flopped, but yeah, yeah. yeah. And he did do uh, Ghost Protocol, I think Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. So he's that done. Was all, it was also with Damon. Uh, was it Damon Lindelof? Like, Ooh, I don't that's know. an interesting name to throw Ooh. out there. Yeah, I, I love Lindelof, but no. Yeah, that's, that's a triggering name for Sean. Lindelof <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, did Leftovers, right? Uh, there's, there's a lot of family dynamic in Leftovers. Leftovers, fantastic TV show, uh, by the way. I watched that. That was my first pandemic watch, uh, and I liked it a lot, but it was very frustrating. Um, uh, uh, Lindelof did uh, Watchmen. I mean, yes. there's yeah. there's like uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I could I could see that actually. I would almost think Fantastic Four is too uh, normal. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna throw out a name, and it's not it's not gonna happen, and it's probably not even worth talking about. But this is my favorite director, uh, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, you're right. That's not worth talking. About. Uh, that is a big <laughs> that is a big name though. Big Imagine name. Doom, Doom shows it. up on screen and just goes. <laughs> <laughs> see, I was uh, mine. Uh, is going to be fairly similar. I was going to say Edgar Wright. Oh, I love Edgar do Wright, one. dude. But I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use him for Fantastic Four though. I'd use him for something like a bit more offbeat. And then, but I think, oh wait, I, I think, uh, I think that's why he would be good. Is I think he would do a story that you wouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. put together, or he would take it, take it at an angle that wouldn't be the, you know, the normal one. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen Edgar Wright's newest movie? Uh, what was it called? Um, I haven't. I haven't and, and get to it. Yet. Yeah, no. J.J. Uh, Abrams was another one I was thinking of. Mm. No, I think he's, oh, I think he's off the board right now. I think DC is a little unhappy. Are we going to be talking about that later, Sean? Yes. Yeah, okay. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, it's up in the air. I hope they make an announcement soon so I don't have to buy Kefis uh, an Omnibus. <laughs> I'd like to spend that money on me. So uh, hurry up, Marvel. Hire Christopher Nolan, pull up the Brinks truck, get Christian Bale for another role, let him be Mr. Fantastic, and call it a day. Let's move on. Um, I'm, I'm just what kidding. A, I'm, what a casting. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> God. He's too busy he'll, he'll being probably, gore. Yeah, he'll probably starve himself so he can stretch uh, further, you know. Like, yeah. uh, C.W. Gordon says Spielberg doesn't need oversight. Ooh, wait a second. That would be a big deal if that happened yeah that would be crazy but but wow spielberg's relationship with disney is weird i believe yes Um, yes absolutely especially because of the animated side of things Um, but also spielberg yeah 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 absolutely um i i would love to see that i think that could be really interesting that would hit Mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh would avengers con hit no Mm, nope it hit nope. different, that's for probably. sure. It probably would. So Marvel is toying around with the idea of doing Avengers Con. So I'll explain what the hell that is. For those of you who have played the Avengers uh, game, Marvel's Avengers yep. on, yeah, it starts with Miss Marvel at Avengers Con. And it's really cool. You can go around, see like, hidden you know like gems there's like comic book covers you can collect and lots of like easter eggs and things like that it's very fun and in the show they're doing the same thing and so um when they were filming miss marvel they had built a set for avengers con and miss marvel was filmed in the same general area as spider-man 3 so 
Tom Holland and like the uh, you know like people from from that set would go over and look at Avengers Con and they were blown away by it. And so Kevin Feige recently was asked about you know the possibility of this at the uh, uh, Miss Marvel premiere, and he said we were talking about that on set. Um, it was very cathartic for all of us to see that. And we were shooting Spider-Man No Way Home on the stage right next door, the scene with the three Spideys. The crew from that movie kept sneaking over to see Avengers Con. I think that might be fun to do sometime. Yes. That would be a great marketing play. Like to, to, cause the, the premise is also that she's a fangirl. So she's right. like into it. Mm-hmm. And then you bring other people into that same sort of fervor. And then the show drops. So what, like next week, that'd be fucking cool. I contend that what they did at Disney for of uh, for Marvel and Avengers should have been Avengers Con. Oh, the Disneyland uh, yeah. Avengers Campus sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, fair. fair. Um, I would go. I would love it. That'd be cool. I um, do you remember what what it was called when when they announced Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange? They had this weird kind of press event it was like an mcu event um in, right. in hollywood there was like this big thing fans were allowed to come they were invited i yes. think that's where they first showed off the black panther costume um it was like a big deal and it felt like what this feels like you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's a it's a way it's a place where they can make their own announcements it's like their disney plus day for i was gonna say wasn't Marvel. that like d-day or something there's there's uh, no d-day was after world war ii um, <laughs> Is that not? <laughs> there is D23. I feel like this was a Marvel specific. It was specifically MCU. Yeah. 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 And I think that's where they revealed uh, Civil War. After they, mm-hmm. they played us, it was supposed to be a Serpent Society movie, and then they flipped over and it was Civil War. I think that's where they did all that cool stuff. That was a great event. Um, I I liken it to BlizzCon. Sure. I, I think if Avengers R. Con <laughs> was like, well, if Avengers Con was like BlizzCon, yeah, that would be that would be something. But special. yeah, but they could literally show off. It could be like an E3. They could show off all their games because there's a yep. fucking shit ton. There's yep. Spider-Man three coming out. Wolverine's coming out. Um, who knows if Squeenix is going to do another Guardians game? Like there are so many Marvel properties that I don't know why they haven't done this already. Right. You know, like having in Anaheim, the convention center is across the street from Disney War, uh, Disneyland, which has Avengers Campus there. And there's Star Wars celebrations. So yeah, there's which, precedent yeah. within yep. Disney. Yep. Um, interestingly, uh, the executive producer and one of the co-directors for Miss Marvel said that, um, uh, well, no, sorry. It was Bisha Ali, who was a writer on the series, said that there is a real draft and pitch and that she worked on it for avengers come it, it exists okay. okay so whether they'll do it or not is up in the air i would love to see it and i think fans would really appreciate it so get on get on the ball marvel i, I, I would definitely travel for the first one because i feel like the first one yep freaking nuts i would yeah, do anything uh, to get yeah. there absolutely you guys have fun <laughs> <laughs> well, i just think the the idea of like uh I would assume like what's stopping them right now is probably that there's still a pandemic going on um, yeah. where maybe starting a new con is not the best idea. 
um oh, yeah? I, I get people going to san diego huh yeah. uh, well that's why i said a new one <laughs> Um, mm. and plus, you talked about uh, that guy with the cons last last week. Uh, apparently, they might be a little dangerous too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, Terrorists. everything for you guys is dangerous. Unfortunately, but hey, at Avengers Con, the superheroes can save us. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we talked earlier about Joe Casada, and uh, now we're going to talk about Bill Jemis. So Bill is, of course, a, you know, legendary figure in comics, kind of a name that doesn't really ring out now. Um, he's most known for start right now, anyway, for starting AWA, uh, artists, writers and artisans. They're a publishing company in, in, in the industry and they're doing they're doing pretty solid. Um, they put out good books. They hire top talent. And, you know, it's all quality. Well, Bill's leaving. Bill has left. Um, Bill quit AWA to start a new studio called Be Good Studios. And that's, this is how we get to talking about NFTs again. All right. God damn it. So, (laughs) so uh, not too long ago, it was in May. Um, AWA announced that they were going to be delving into NFTs. They announced that they were going to be doing some, some NFT comics and things like that. And it was met with severe backlash. Severe backlash. It's worth noting that Bill Jemis and Axel Alonso, who is the uh, editor-in-chief over there, um, I believe... Um, they don't agree a lot. They started the company together. They don't agree a lot on, you know, what direction it should be going in and stuff like that. So after the backlash on NFTs, they said, oh, we're not doing NFTs. Sorry, never mind. And that was in May. That was actually uh, in late May. So, you know, like two weeks ago. And now Bill has left. And in the announcement of what Be Good Studios will be doing, NFTs is at the forefront. So you figure out why he left AWA. Wow, he's already off of the uh, the team website here. Oh, he's, yeah. yeah. Looking at the team website right now, yeah. Yeah, he's completely gone. Um, so this is what they say they're going to be involved in. Uh <laughs> Last Thursday, I started Be Good Studios, LLC. Be Good is an entertainment business owned and operated by the artists, writers, and artisans <laughs> who show and tell the stories and work for the business. We publish webtoons, comic books, and graphic novels, produce and distribute animation and live action, mint and market NFTs, and license our properties for media and merchandise. We do not do what other publishers do, commissioning comic book writers to create the original stories, then optioning those stories to Hollywood and hoping for others to rewrite the stories, then fund package, rewrite and produce TV and feature films. Instead, we start with award-winning independent filmmakers and animators who co-create original stories with wonderfully talented webtoon and comic book artists. Then we build audience with promotional partners and raise funding for feature films and tv series with strategic web three investors 
So we disintermediate Hollywood from our creative and funding process and do our own film and TV distribution deals from a position of strength. Is that going to work? You're telling me that the guy who helped spearhead initiatives at Marvel Comics that included Marvel, if you know what Marvel is, <laughs> and Trouble, the Mark Miller, Terry Dodson romance comic that dealt with a teen May, May Riley and Ben Parker hey, and yeah. pregnancy. Um, what? Uh, oh, dude. You know that? Yeah, that's... No. Yo, we that's look a up dark trouble. corner. Uh, yeah, it's a romance comic where it may, may be fucking... Um, yeah, it's got a fucking killer creative team too. Um, but that guy who who spearheaded those initiatives uh, has a, a dumb idea. <laughs> 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 Interesting. Uh, and it's funny because I think that the best idea Bill ever had was making Joe Casada the editor in chief. Yep. The the fact that they're coming in with filmmakers and animators to work with artists i think is like we've talked about it in the past uh, like how people sometimes will make comics for the screen these guys feel like uh, assumingly uh, would come in with that intention of just like i'm gonna use this as my like screenplay or i'm gonna use this as the my pitch right this is this is my storyboard and I have it. I'm gonna print. I'm gonna. Uh, we're gonna publish it, and then from there, immediately be able to just produce. And I think that that's. I I don't know. It it feels weird just because you would want them to focus on the medium first before trying to translate it. This feels like they're already speaking film and producing that as a comic book. I think that that already goes to show sort of the the money focus, even mm-hmm. even if you don't look at like the NFT side of it, right? Like, you know, the the comic is a storyboard, which is to lead to film, so we can make a million dollars and do it all over again. Sure. It's like, hey, look at my IP farm. That's really yeah. what it is. <laughs> Yeah. That yeah, it's so it's what you know. I give them credit for transparency, I guess, um, and wanting to put you know control of you know these films that go on to make a hundred million dollars in the hands of you know the creators and the studio that you know originally produces it. But I have a sneaking suspicion that even if they were to succeed at that, creators won't benefit that much more more than the ones at marvel but maybe not that much more than say the ones at like image or whatever so and and then also as a creative do you really want some you know director from indie films or whatever to come and tell you what their vision is for how this will work on screen no i want to make a comic book yeah, on the pay on the page at that point, right? Like, yeah, get out of uh, here. How are you gonna dictate me, the artist, like that? I'm sure you can to a, a certain degree, but it's collaborative, and if you're demanding, I feel like that's not that's not the way to collaborate with an, an artist. Yeah, not not at all. Um, so good luck, Bill. Be is good. It, is Bill the one that started that other company that we? Yes. Okay. okay. Not good, right? right not good right that's what yes 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 the opposite of be good 
because I'm like, I'm like, wait, didn't he do this like a year ago? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It makes you do a double take, right? Yeah. Wait, was oh. it? What? What do you? What do you? Doing? I thought that's what you were talking about, Kale. No, 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 no. The one we covered at the other place, so double extensively. Take. Double that's take, right? One, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did double that's take what, two? That's yeah, the, that's, that's what, what I, I was talking. About. I said yeah. makes you do a double take. I was saying it without oh. saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't we're, hear that. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Marco, you're thinking of uh, bad idea. That's no, what you're that's thinking, thinking of. Okay. No, no, no. That was a good idea. Well, uh, bad yeah. idea was a good idea. Double take, not so much. This mm, might be good. No. Could be good. Probably be bad. <laughs> I heard some uh, show uh, stories about double take, <laughs> dude. Yeah. You, oh, wow, that was. A I'll time. say, I think I looked out on one of the books because my book was pretty good. Dude, I I wrote a, a, a I did a review for one of them, and it literally got changed. Like the not just like for oh spelling, God. but the tone of my review got changed yeah. because we had to write good good reviews for bad books. Hey, Nuts. I, <laughs> I wrote a review for a book that <laughs> that I got yelled at for, but also my review changed the way the person who was in charge of our section for doing these books, the way he looked at reviews and comic books. So I was like, all right, we're not we're not operating on a high level here. Oof, what a time, boys. What a time. It's yep. a shame the audience will never know about it. That's right. <laughs> it could um, be a good, uh, a good episode of, uh, yeah, yeah, of uh, Palin Around. Palin Around, yeah. Maybe we should just make a documentary. Site, site doesn't exist anymore. I think cool. it, it probably no, could. No, it doesn't. It's a done. Um, in our main topic, we're going to be talking about uh, DC films. Uh, also, the DCFU. Of that are done. Right. Uh, <laughs> because there's, tor- there's turmoil. There's there's a lot of turmoil going on over there, and it's actually potentially good turmoil, but it's it very much feels like out with the old and with the new, and so we're gonna talk about what that means for Batgirl, what that means for the Flash, what that means for uh what's his name he it was said earlier bad robot guy, Abrams. um Abrams. Yeah. And so much more in our main topic. We will be back in five minutes or less. If you're watching on Twitch, stay tuned. <laughs> Guys, we're going live a little. We're going back a little earlier. Marco's okay, eating so, raisins with chopsticks. Well, <laughs> yeah, show them because that's insane. Y'all shit on me all the time for using chopsticks to be able to eat stuff. Like, is that a cup? No, it's the it's a it's bag the, of raisins like, out of the box. You just oh my god! Like, look, and, I uh, get I get Cheetos. There's yeah, I do Cheetos that, and chopsticks. That makes sense yeah. to me. Oh, raisins? Don't raisins? you do that with fries? Didn't you I say with, that? I do it with everything because I don't want to get my hands dirty. Dude. If I don't need you know to, what? I'm I turning around to. with this. I like it. I like it. I don't like getting my hands Dude, dirty either. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. I, I get the same amount of clump as I would with a little pin, like a gross I, little pinch. I will say, no. just the idea of snacking on raisins is vile to me. Yeah. Who doesn't like snacking on What? I've never even like had a raisin. I what? couldn't. I don't have any clue or context for what that tastes like. <laughs> Harris has a good point. How do you get your hands dirty with raisins? They, the, <laughs> su- the, the sugar. Hands dirty. <laughs> the residual sugars. They get all sticky. No. Dude, you gotta, you gotta no. stop that, man. Bro, I. It is the <laughs> easiest thing. Go work on a car. 
<laughs> razors are not shit, in Kef, in Razors are delicious. Go to a construction site and ask if you can have a job. You need to come back down to earth. Marco's going to be put into motor oil with uh, chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I can see your uh, your gasket here is all fucked up. And- <laughs> Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Uh, we had to we had to deal with that right now. Yo, Kefis, I am on your side here. Raisins are shit. I, ugh. Raisins are delicious. No, man. Raisins are fine, but like your hands don't get dirty. Ke- oh my God! Harris says in in my nearly forty years on this earth, I have never ever seen anyone have dirty hands. <laughs> Bro, raisins. are you gonna are you gonna not gonna tell me that your hands will get all like sticky because the raisins have that residual sugar from when they get dried? No, y'all are crazy. Nah, y'all. Bugging. I would sooner I, eat sweetbreads than I would raisins. Sweetbread, eat it with the chopstick, bro. You don't get your hands all like covered with little sugars. Wow, wow. Um, all right. So the we have to mechanic. It's a Jeff Lemire <laughs> graphic novel, I think. I'll we, figure we, it out, Kefis. Don't worry. How do you we eat have... meat buns? How do you eat meat buns? You eat them with the chopstick. What's a no, meat bun? No, you eat it with your hands. No, you don't. Yeah, I know. I know what a meat bun is. Eh, you know. Uh. <laughs> All right. Is hold on, hold on, hold on. I do it. Yeah. What discounts raisin? What discount Sun raisin do you get? Brand discount oh, answered by. <laughs> Yo, this is name brand shit. Okay. Oh, oh, oh wait. Whoa, whoa, we're not getting paid for that. Oh my. I also name think. Brand. Yeah. I think. I think Harris is right. Meat buns are eaten with your hands too. Like they're they're a hand food. <laughs> but what's a meat time. bun? Like a bow, uh, like a bow bun sort of thing. Like a bow situation? Uh, bow's a dumpling. A Chinese meat bun is it's just bread and bacon pork inside or beef. And what do you eat that with? Get you, you a deliton. Your hands. <laughs> that's what you eat it with. You can eat it with the chopstick. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude. Okay. 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 How do you eat a meatball? Well, with a fork. Oh, okay. Not okay. with a chopstick? I'm not a fucking deviant. How, how do you eat a slice of pizza? With a oh, chopstick. Hands, no, hands, absolutely. Actually, I, one, one guy in my office, he's English. He started using fork and knife. I'm like, the fuck are you doing there? Uh, Insane. It's the, the George Costanza eating a Snickers bar sort of yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will no, say, I eat horrible. I eat buffalo wings with a knife and fork. Why? Why? Maybe, maybe I can't. Because uh, I feel like it more, uh, it, it feels like talons that I can actually get in there and get all <laughs> get all the meat, you know? Mm-mm, nah, you, you gotta suck that bone. Well, all right. So Marco's going to be sucking bone. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> we're going to talk about. There's nothing wrong with that. No, there's anything I'm not wrong with criticizing that. it. I'm just saying that's what he's going to be doing well, while what, we talk am I about keeping DC. this part in the podcast. Is my question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is podcast. This is right, this sure. is good potting right here. Um, so now this is podcasting. <laughs> Marco, you want to talk about sand? No. Dude, I love sand. It's coarse. Right, it gets right. everywhere. Do you eat it with chopsticks? Uh, let, let's, Doesn't let's, want to get his fingers dirty. Let's talk about DC. All I right? don't think we, well, we want to. I think we, <laughs> I think we want to talk about these I chopsticks. I guess not. <laughs> we just want to talk bullshit, which I'm cool with that. Right? We can do that. We have a show but for that. We have a show for that, and maybe we should have a live show for that. We got to talk about that. But for right <laughs> now, we got to talk about DC. So wait, I'm gonna call out Harris over oh here. Oh my god! Wings should be eaten with hands, with maybe thin gloves. No, no, you don't eat wings with gloves, Harris. What Bro. the fuck? That's you gotta, you gotta no gloves. Dude, you just dude eating wings on Fifth Avenue or something. 
Jeez. The white glove treatment. <laughs> yeah, like, how do you eat ribs? Uh, very fast. With a bib. I need a bib. I spilled ketchup on myself yesterday. That just sucked. That's <laughs> because it's ketchup. Okay. Can I- mm. Actually, I'm. Never mind. Go ahead. Can I tell you guys a British thing? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. We're never going <laughs> to. Mushy end peas. <laughs> it's worse than mushy peas. So, British people, doesn't matter what it is, put butter on their bread. Now, mm-hmm. that doesn't sound weird. They do it when they make a sandwich. Mm-hmm. What do you put on a sandwich? Butter Mustard. Mayo. mayo. Sure. On top of the butter. Yeah, I've seen that. So that makes sense to me. Here's why. Uh, butter, I hate I hate similar this. to mayonnaise, has a fat so content. I'm with you. That, that, exactly. that keeps you never the, the sauce hold on, in. Hold on. Let me go one step further. Okay, yep. yep. So when my wife gets a breakfast sandwich. My wife. I've lost control of the show, guys. I can't stop this. Like I don't know she what to puts, do. She puts butter on the on the on the on the bread. Sure. Uh huh. And then she puts ketchup on it to go mm. with the sausage mm. or the bacon or whatever. I don't like that. Okay. Well, well, I, first of all, this I don't is like a ketchup, normal so. thing in in this the year of our Lord twenty twenty two. In like that. the queen on on the Queen's Miss Day. The the Earl of Sandwich himself used to put butter on his bread. <laughs> this makes me insane. I do it. You know, okay, butter, butter on your bread, butter on your sandwich, fine. But that's all you get. Do they do they put the butter on before they put on the beans on the toast? Yes. Okay. Right. Again, that makes sense. Guys, please. <laughs> it's the it's the I don't ketchup think we want to talk the about DCU. <laughs> I, I, you guys can go do another show. I'm talking DC <laughs> for the next 30 minutes. I just need to know I'm not insane. It's the ketchup and the butter. That's not cool. Uh, that's disgusting, I I, right? I, I think <laughs> it, it depends on the amount of butter. That's my. That's my. If it's like a visible amount of butter. Hey, no, Sean, no, no. what's your favorite DC movie? <laughs> Joker, and I'm turning into the fucking Joker right Yo, now. Yo, I watched the Joker um, uh, right after I had that life event. Uh, oh, which no. was you should a not idea. be allowed to watch the Joker, <laughs> yo. And I was like, yo, I feel it. I'm feeling it. I, I'm relating to this. <laughs> I was about to put on makeup. I was I was texting Matt, be like, yo, man, I'm about to put on some some white makeup right now. He's looking himself in the mirror. Just if yeah, he said, shows up to the Hellfire that, Gala that thing episode, like, we're gonna do a Hellfire Gala episode possibly. And if you show up dressed like the Joker, I'm leaving, and I'm never going to your house. Yeah, no, that's that would be a problem. Yeah, that's <laughs> dark. Um, oh god, I can't even. I can't. No, we're not even going to read the comments. So, uh, <laughs> so DC Films is in a state of upheaval. Uh, there was the Warner Discovery merger. We covered that extensively on a prior episode of the show. Um, and so, what has happened since then has been pretty interesting. So the CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery, David Zaslav, has decided that he's undecided about the future of DC films, but that what they have been doing isn't working and that he doesn't like. And so they've been having extensive talks about how to change what is happening at DC and what that change needs to look like. So here's one of the first things that I want to mention that I think is really important. Toby Emmerich, who is the chairman of Warner Brothers, is stepping down. Warner Brothers Pictures. 
Now, he became he took that role in uh, 2017. Warner has a lengthy, weird history with executives being bad actors and doing weird stuff. Uh, accusations. Walter Hamada, I believe we talked about him extensively. His accusations. It happens. Toby Emmerich um, is is stepping down. So. To me, that's a big deal because obviously this is one of the people who spearheads Warner Brothers films. Um, David says, Zaslav says, that all DC films should come out in theaters. They canceled the Wonder Twins movie, which people were excited about for some reason. Hey, Jappa, got that Archie heat. Oh, okay. Uh, Marco, wow, you're without glasses, dude. That's I that wow. What, what happened? Sean just fell in love, is what happened. No, <laughs> is it just like I've never seen you without glasses? That yeah. also was really? like, yeah. I don't think oh. I have either, and I've been around you tons. Huh. Mm-hmm. Sorry, like when Velma oh. takes her glasses off, you know. <laughs> I'm in the same spot. Uh, what, what are you looking at? Oh, I was gonna say hot. <laughs> 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 I'm used to it because Marco and I have slept together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, uh, <laughs> slowly letting that one, letting that one stand. <laughs> I just let it get sit. Mm-hmm. Warner, uh, they they want they want all the DC movies to come out in theaters. So they're axing the idea of Warner Brothers DC films coming out on HBO Max. Warner Twins got canceled because the budget was too high for a movie that they were only putting out on HBO Max. To them, it made no sense. How is that budget too high? One of the guy's powers just turned to water. Like that's, the I can budget do that. was crazy. I remember seeing it. I don't remember what it was, but it made no sense. Telling you, KJ Apa. So we're not getting Wonder Twins. Where does that leave Batgirl? Uh, they've already showed the suit. I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine like that's going away. Um, I think it's good for it's good for them for Batgirl though I think because it probably means it's coming out in the theaters now. So, but question, Sean, the Toby stepping down. What, what does that what does that mean to you then? It means unstable ground. I'm not saying it's bad. Yeah, I'm just saying that it's unstable. I'm not saying it was stable okay. in the first place. I'm not. Yeah. yeah, I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying that from a leadership standpoint, they lost their leader. I think I think the leader is just getting replaced because of the new acquisition, right? You bring your people in, and so rather than keep the guy who's already on, well, I have a chairman or I have a president who can you know come in and, and take over the organization because I'd rather get my people in. That's the way I'm, I'm seeing it. That very well may be true. I have no scruples with that at all. I was just stating the facts. Sure, sure. Um, I think that Batgirl probably does come out in theaters. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily think that's a good thing. Hmm. And the reason that I say that is because it was filmed for HBO Max. Mm-hmm. That's not the same thing. Like, what's the difference between mm-hmm. that and, like, let's say Zack Snyder's Justice League, right? Zack Snyder's Justice League was released on HBO Max as an exclusive, but it certainly didn't feel like a, a movie that was made for a streaming service. It feels like a big 
blockbuster movie because they put hundreds of millions of dollars into it. They probably didn't do that for Batgirl because the expectations aren't the same. So where will we see that movie lacking? I could be totally wrong, but that's my thought. They even, like, to me, got directors that you wouldn't necessarily get if you were getting directors for a, a movie that you had, like, really high hopes for. They got the directors for Bad Boys 3. It was okay, you know? So Blue Beetle <laughs> yeah. was one of the ones that was supposed to be uh, direct to HBO Max, and it got bumped up to theaters, right? If I, am I correct in thinking mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Um, and the production um, footage of Blue Beetle has been leaked online, I guess. Um, it looks pretty decent, honestly, like the costume and stuff for Blue Beetle. Um, so I don't know. I think they could work with it. I think I think Batgirl is a thing, too, where like you don't need to have a big budget Batgirl movie. That could be a more grounded thing. I mean, Firefly... I mean, yo, congrats to Brendan Fraser actually coming out with a, a, a theatrical release movie again, which, uh, you know, could be good for, for his renaissance. But I don't know. I, I, I'm excited for Batgirl, sort of, maybe. I don't know. Where, where is Batgirl in, in filming? Do we, do we have any indication? Is it finished? Is it? I believe, and I could be wrong. Tyler, I'd love it if you would check this while I speak. But um, I believe it's done. I read a comment from, I believe it was one of the directors, and he said that it had they had no release date and he had nothing new to share. They've been kept in the dark as far as all that. It's in the hands of the executives. Yeah. And I think that that's a re- yeah. in relation to the state of flux. Uh, yeah. Filming wrapped March 31st, 2022. Yeah. Like a month or two ago. Yeah. So um, that's not great, but I don't think that that represents... I think that only represents that they are still working out their plan, not that they don't like the movie or there's problems with the movie. Yeah. I'd also argue uh, Peacemaker made just for HBO Max pretty fucking good, even, even in terms of the production quality. Like Absolutely. But higher expectations, I would argue. Hmm. Well, I mean, I couldn't That's... even see who the lead, lead character was throughout the whole movie, but like... <laughs> Go ahead, Kill. Well, also, you know, the they got that you know, director who was doing the sure. passion project who, you know, right. has the, the TLC for the, the project, not necessarily the director for bad, bad boys three doing a Batgirl film, you know? Right. I think that I don't, I actually don't even think that that directing who they chose would have flown if it was meant to come out in theaters. I think it would have gotten more scrutiny. I think people would have been upset. That was it wasn't Bad Boys for Life? Was that the one? Bad Boys for it? Life, yeah. Okay. Which should have been Bad Boys 4, right? Like, yeah, I know. I you know you're going to do it. Like, for Life, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so that's its own branch. Um, on the other hand, you have The Flash, which has the most problematic uh, actor in the main role <laughs> that I can think of right this minute in Ezra Miller. Ezra has been on a rampage in Hawaii, just going nuts. But according to reports, the Flash is is testing very, very well. And so they're now trying to figure out what to do. Because if the movie's good, 
but you can't really highlight Ezra Miller too much. What do you do going forward? What do you do with Flash 2 or the Flash's role in the Justice League or whatever? So there's a lot of questions there. Silv in the chat makes a good point. Amber Heard as well. Amber Heard as well. Amber has... So Amber's an interesting case because... Just like disregarding what's been going on, um, you know, with the with the trial, even before all that, uh, Warner did not like her in the role. They felt that her and Jason Momoa didn't have chemistry in the first movie. And so her role in Aquaman 2, this is what I have read, was reduced only because of the of that fact. She was actually going to be recast outright but instead of doing that they kept amber heard but her role got reduced now you add of course what's been going on and i don't think we see her ever again in oh in, in you know a dc film but yeah uh for miller um i think at this point put out the flash if we're doing a universe reset recast man like i think it makes the most sense to sort of get away from ezra for the sake of the dcfu because if not then he he's, he's just gonna be a, a mark you know he's gonna be uh unless he gets his act together they rather sorry um get their act together then i don't know that it's worth it even if it's testing well because you want the star of a movie to be out there and up front and you know talk about it whereas you go on a late night show right now. Hey, so you know, how's your karaoke singing and all that <laughs> shit, right? Like, like, it's just it's just low hanging fruit, right? Apparently, DC thinks this movie's uh, hitting hitting harder with audiences than Ezra at a karaoke uh, bar. <laughs> so. Nice. Yeah, I I completely agree. I I think you know obviously you got to put the movie out. Too much writing on it, but it it increases the uncertainty of the future for DC. What increases it the most, I think, is nothing we've talked about yet. It's the fact that as it stands, the person who they have in the position of spearhead is J.J. Abrams. Now, I guess DC's not like explicitly saying J.J. Abrams is the guy. They have said Bad Robot is partnering with us to produce and direct and write movies within our space, which sounds to me like saying that J.J. Abrams is the guy. But I have a feeling that they're not actually that happy with what's going on with Abrams. They're actively looking for someone else. And one of those someone else's is Todd Phillips, the director of Joker. Let's go. My depression movie. Let's go. (laughs) So the reports suggest that uh, David, who is the CEO of Warner, David Zaslav, is looking at Todd Phillips to become the, you know, sort of spearhead of DC. And an an advisor. Hmm. I mean, he made one movie that hit. I also think he he made a a, a film 
about hmm, a cynical film about the 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 franchise's darkest you know villain or whatever i'm with you and made it hit he didn't make it out of love for the the franchise yeah right okay the friend the being the you know the company the universe the characters yep. right. yeah and go ahead so Silv mentions joker is a unique situation and i agree um it, it was yeah. kind of a perfect storm it was like oh i have this idea of this character and literally the idea of the character it's not really based on anything in the comics or, or it's right. material and i have an actor who i think can nail it like that's it was a perfect storm of stuff um can they do that again with a different character? I don't know. I don't know if I want Todd Phillips is Mr. Mixapolitic. And actually, hold on a second. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> as I say that, <laughs> try um, again. Yeah. yeah, I would watch the hell out of a Todd Phillips Two Face <laughs> movie. I'll tell you that oh, right now. Sure, that makes sense. Oh, like but, a Joker's Asylum, a set of solo movies based on Rogues. Oh, okay. All right, nuts. Okay. But um, I agree that. That's not the person like creators create, right? Yeah. But I don't think that you say, "Oh shit, you made Joker, yeah, make Superman." You know, you there's not Feige a one making a movie. You know. Speaking of, go ahead, Kill. Well, I think it's the same situation as trying to, you know, that they tried with um, Nolan and Snyder after the Dark Knight films, right? Like they were built to be like what would Batman be like in the real world <clears throat> and you know uh, again outside of the context of like no you have to acknowledge the actual universe and make it work yeah. on its own principles and everything right yeah yeah also, I think go ahead I was going to say, that's also what DC is. Like, Marvel is the world outside your window. That's what Marvel is. DC is yeah. not that. DC is its own universe, its own world. Um, and I think they, they need somebody who understands that. Well, someone who would understand that better than anyone is Kevin Feige. And that's what makes this bombshell so crazy. They're courting Kevin Feige. Hey, yo. They got big money now, too. WB Discovery, you know. And I learned something new this week that I didn't know. Kevin Feige was a hair away from signing with DC in the mid-2010s when he was sick to death of the cabal and wanted away. He wanted <laughs> away so bad that he almost went to the distinguished competition. <laughs> and now they want him. I think they missed their chance, honestly. A thousand percent, yeah. He's, he's too invested. He has wait here like there's uh it's like one of those uh like upper level management people that are just like hey actually no i'm i'm good here we're not gonna i don't i don't see him needing to move and if they do they, they need to give him like i don't know just make him the president or some shit like he needs of to, earth yeah, <laughs> yeah like he he needs they need to move uh, sky and earth for him Imagine the press release. It's like a, it's like an NFL draft situation where they give him a, a DC baseball cap. You know, like cause this, dude, <laughs> this dude's got a lot of Marvel baseball caps. You know, like so. It's, it's like when Bendis jumped. Like that was, you know, that was a big deal. This well, would shake work, the it earth. It didn't work out too well, but <laughs> well, listen. Uh, and and look, obviously everybody wants Kevin Feige. They want their Kevin Feige, 
Warner's like, why don't we just get the Kevin Feige? Forget about all that. Like, I don't want to court someone. I just yeah. want to get him. We, we don't um, need Kevin Feige. We got at home, you know? <laughs> and I think that that is at the core of the conversation about DC. And we've talked about the lack of a Kevin Feige before, but I have a different angle now. I don't think it's worth anyone's time to take that job. I think it's a terrible job opportunity. And I'll explain why before you guys react. Yeah. And I clarify quickly. Yeah. You don't think it's worth someone taking the helm of a Kevin Feige job at DC? Yes. To help like, the DC yes. universe. Right. It's right. like too much of a headache, right. is what you're saying. Yeah. It's a poison pill because <laughs> you will always be compared to Kevin Feige. Mm -hmm. Kevin Feige to this point is one of one. And DC's expectations of you will be so high that you will have no room for failure. This is something that people don't think about. Kevin Feige has worked in film forever. He's not new to film. He didn't start with Marvel Studios. Kevin Feige, if I remember correctly, was working on Spider-Man back in the day as like a, I don't even know what his role was, but he's been around is my point. I think he was even working on X-Men. So he has seen... And You're been correct. a part of, to some degree, sorry? You're correct. He was associate producer on X-Men Spider-Man, co-producer on uh, X2 and Daredevil. So there you go. So he's been a part of successes and failures way before Marvel Studios. Nobody else will get that opportunity. That's not the way it works anymore. If you're working on a superhero movie and you're in that type of position, the expectation is that you're going to knock it out of the park. Zack Snyder got chased out of town after well, how many movies did he make? He made three movies. Yeah. He made Man of Steel, Batman, Superman, and Justice League. And it's fair. I'm not arguing with someone who says, well, we just didn't care about his vision. Fair enough. But is that really enough time to determine whether or not, like, Kevin Feige had a lot more than three movies to succeed or fail. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like whoever takes that job will not have the rope that Feige had. No way. They're not they're not being it, propped up for success there. No. And, and Feige's filmography is literally just Marvel stuff. Right. Since X-Men. It's like any X any Marvel related prop. He even did Man Thing in 2005. He he produced what? it. Yeah. That that came out in 2005. My God. There's right. Yeah. Like, that came out uh it came out between Electra and Spider-Man 2. Wow. I thought that was like 95. No, you might be thinking of Swamp Thing, but like Man Thing was a, uh, a monster film. Yep. Oh boy, Wait, that came out as a movie. Yeah, it was like a direct to DVD thing. I feel like. Oh okay. Yeah. Still, but, damn. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think I don't think there's anyone who should take that job. I don't. I don't. Not not that. I don't think I'll there's anyone it. who could take that job <laughs> yeah. that could do it and not That's get great. fired within five years. I think. I'll, yeah, I, and I think I think with the the way stuff keeps <laughs> shifting for dc i think there's no way it could be a stable gig because everybody's gonna have a different opinion about what you should be doing yep. right they dealt with that they absolutely dealt with that the justice league movie that we saw in theaters was an abominate abomination version of Zack snyder's original vision whether you like that or not that is a fact and that happened because of executives hawking him and saying yeah it has to be a two-hour movie no way around it and saying what he could and couldn't do that will happen again 
I will. I will say Warner Discovery. If if you're if you're offering, I'll take it. You know, I'll take it even if it's like a month. I'll take the severance pay afterwards. You know, I'm. I've read a lot of DC comics. I have a screenwriting Listen, degree. Does that help? I have a. No. <laughs> I have some, I'll, no. I'll lowball okay. you. I'll take it without the severance pay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it without the pay. Oh, oh, That's going to be oh, fun. Yeah. Oh. Um, I, I yeah. Think, Go ahead. I, I think as much as the person who would be directing or w- would be at that helm um, would be under fire and scrutiny and, and all this shit, I think for, for the if they want to succeed – they either need to reinvent the model, which at this point seems they're too deep in. There's uh, Marvel's model has already worked, and there's success there. the The content obviously will be different, but um, I think you need somebody there. Uh, whether or not they're gonna fail, I think they need the time and they need to not have the cabal. And I don't know if the people above whoever would be at the helm are going to be receptive to that. And you would need somebody who comes in is just like, no shit. This is the way it needs to be done. Stands firm and calls them out on their bullshit. And the only downside to that is, well, Hey, actually we don't like the way you're talking to us. Executives don't want to be called on their bullshit. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And unless they're, unless they're willing like the David Zaslan is willing to be like, okay, actually let's listen to this dude or this person, whoever it is. Then it doesn't matter what they do or who they bring on because it has to, it has to start at that higher level before they can even consider bringing on somebody to want to knock out stuff out of the park. Well, WB discovery, if reports are be, uh, to be, to be believed, uh, are high on uh, Tony Khan in the, the AEW brands. So let's do a uh, Tony Khan. Let's let him book this, this DC universe. I'm, I'm fine with that. That's hilarious. <laughs> CM, CM Punk, you know, star, not anymore, actually. <laughs> the, the other approach that I was thinking was what if you, we, you just continue to give directors a slice of the of the universe and not make it interconnected yet but they they've said they're gonna do that yeah ever after every movie comes out and marvel does something different and better well i'm saying in the vein of the joker and batman right yeah i'm i'm saying that's what they've done after every movie that's come out but dc uh, but marvel has done it better and the issue too is that like I feel like they backed themselves into a corner by ever actually making the flash. Yeah. I don't understand why the flash happened if you were putting pause on on um Zack Snyder's universe. Why mm-hmm. what the hell? That doesn't make any sense. And that's the old guard, right? So that has no bearing on you know Warner Discovery. It's just a boneheaded decision that they inherited. And I'm not saying that I'm not excited for The Flash. I am. I'm just saying that if you want to go the direction that Marco's talking about, which they have said countless times, you can't make movies that are in that same space. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. Um, I, I don't know. I do agree someone has to do the job, but Kevin Feige answers to literally one person, and that's Alan Horn. Oh, the CCO Mickey Disney. Mouse. Okay. That I was makes more say, sense. God. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right 
But I contend that Feige is God. So there you go. Um, it's a mess, but it's a mess that can land on its feet and then take off to the moon. But it's going to take a lot of work to get to that point. I can help. I'm excited for the spectacle that it's going to be what, what, what Flashpoint is. Like, I have I no idea what it. to expect. Yeah. I, I thrive on the spectacle of Warner Discovery. Mm. I love it. Warner and Sony are fast. You love some you love some uh, uh some some drama. You, you like yes. you like the tea as they say, right? Yes. Yes. Some corporate it's drama. He's corporate all, drama. He's all in on uh, mom talk. <clears throat> mom talk. Oh, the view. Right. No. Uh never mind. It's 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 a, it's a whole situation on TikTok. Oh. Mom, you want to explain talk? that? Talk, there's a group of Mormons uh, that there are influencers that use the hashtag MomTalk for their content. It was recently revealed that a group of upwards of 10 of them were having uh, orgies and sex parties. Wow! What? And one, one of the, the moms in particular uh went and like spilled all the beans all the tea just aired dirty laundry about on everybody TikTok? on tiktok uh, i know what i'm doing after hashtag the show mom talk, dude. <laughs> it is a fucking m-o-m m-o-n-m-o-m-t-o-k a hole huh. dude it mormon is orgies hole. how did we get there from dcu but whatever i can't it's fine. the drama when he started drama. that sentence i could not have imagined that was where he was gonna go oh no right? no i do not associate mormons with orgies at all no um <laughs> Oh boy. Well, that's fascinating. Uh, let us know your thoughts about the future of DC. Do you feel like they're on the right track? Uh, the, I'll, I'll end on a positive note. I think that David Zaslav has the right idea to say, press pause, let's evaluate this. Let's not do anything rash. Let's try to find someone. Yeah, okay, maybe they're looking, maybe they're barking up the wrong trees, but at least they're at the trees, <laughs> you know? Um, hopefully they find the right one. Let's not do anything rash as they are about to put out a movie that recontextualizes their whole universe. <laughs> well, uh, it's just like Flashpoint coming out. It's just like the worst timing for this type of movie to come out. So I am ready for the mess. Mm-hmm. What's What's worse is Marvel has had two multiverse films come out. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the time that this film was supposed to reintroduce the whole multiverse to uh modern films in a tv show i'd argue three if you count enter the spider-verse sure i i I guess i would argue that's sony but yeah i mean you're right and by the way flash was supposed to be out before all of them yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's funny how flash is coming in late (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a little slow on Which, the draw it's, it's, uh, it's par for the course of Barry Allen honestly That's a man. well when your star is, is busy running around being a deviant across, <laughs> across earth it's a bit of an issue Yo, to somebody to call film. the Eternals <laughs> <laughs> oh man thank you guys so much for listening let us know about your thoughts on Marco eating you know <laughs> Finger food with chopsticks. There it is. Uh, Want to hear about that? Um, just anything we talked about. Really appreciate everyone who tunes in. Uh, real quick, patreon.com slash the comics pals. We appreciate all your support. You certainly don't have to. The show's free to listen to regardless, but 
Um, there's a lot of cool stuff over there, like an exclusive show, Palling Around. You can get yourself a snazzy nickname, superhero or supervillain nickname here on the show. Um, and our newsletters, which, you know, we are proud of and think are really cool and other stuff that's coming. You know, we have a lot of ideas and we're going to keep iterating and we want to make it a place that you guys feel is worth being. So um, there's that. Join our Discord server. You know, we've had a lot of great comments come in here today. Uh, all those people pretty much are on our Discord. So if you enjoy them and their interaction here and you want to be a part of that, join our Discord. I'm very proud, and I think I speak for all of us. We're very, very proud of our Discord. Um, we have great people. We've curated a, a really cool uh, group there, and, you know, we're happy about it. So join us over there, youtube.com slash the comics pals. Subscribe, like the video, share it with your friends. Um, all that's free. And it helps us out a lot more than it costs you. Don't forget our next book club, Uncanny Avengers, as voted by Patreon members. That is Rick Remender and several artists, Daniel Acuna uh, and others. Um, it's great. Check it out. And then listen to our book club on Tuesday. Um, let's get into the plugs. Kale. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Comics Pals. Uh, come Talk to me about your favorite sandwich topping and why ketchup on butter is absolutely disgusting and this mm -hmm. country is a hole in the ground. <laughs> um, you can find me and my work at kaleward.com. That's C-A-L-E-W-A-R-D.com. You can find me on Instagram with great pictures of my dog at Toto Into. That's T-O-T-O-I-N-T-O-W. Also, fucking Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Ooh. Rocking in with LeChonk. Let's yeah. fucking go. They got that oh, legendary hell. Pokemon that looks like a big old peepee, -pee, you know, so. Yeah. The legendary and Pokemon also LeChonk. LeChonk is the legendary Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Marco. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Marco Enomoto. Uh Shout out to Kale's mug. Kale, can you pull that up real quick? That's the second time, of, the second compliment I've gotten on this mug. Dude, oh, it, sick. It, it, wait, do the other side. The same. Wait, oh, is that wait, the, it's is a it, changing mode. Oh, damn, it changed. Oh, I've only okay, seen yeah, it yeah. hot. Oh, okay. okay, okay. It's like yeah. a who's that Pokemon sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, except um, the, it says who but, it is. Yeah, I mean, it could be right. If you want your your own mug, you can go get the, the Comics Pal store to get one with our faces on it rather than Pikachu talking about Pokemon. Um, and what else? Come talk to me about uh, Letterkenny and Shorzy, tit fuckers. Well, Shorzy's out, right? How's that show? It's excellent. It's so good. It's so fucking good, dude. I love it. Get this dude a puppers. Come, come talk to me about that. Uh, Tyler, uh, you can follow me at the Tyler Olson on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, if you guys have any good bathroom-related memes, uh, let me know. Uh, I'm trying to decorate my my new apartment, and I have an idea for the for the bathroom. I'm just gonna have a, a one piece of art that I'm gonna. Like switch out every so often. Um, I have the uh, the scene of uh, uh, Harry from Dumb and Dumber taking a big old shit. That's going to be in my bathroom. Um, if you ever seen Dumb and Dumber, great movie. Um, and I also have the 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 meme of Shadow the Hedgehog, where it just says "Nice cock." Like that's probably going to be hanging <laughs> in my bathroom too. Yep. Um, so if you have any ideas of, of bathroom related memes, uh, Harris has uh, the Ace Ventura coming out of the uh, the rhino. Oh, uh, that could be good. That could be good. Uh, that might oh, have to, I have, might have to have it one uh, if you're sitting down on the toilet facing you. So uh, the Shadow of the Hedgehog one's going to be like if you're facing the toilet. So, you know, a little. 
have you seen the um it's like there's a, a youtube video about uh about there's a, a a particular karaoke restaurant i think it is in japan where ezra's on his way or on their way <laughs> you sit on the when you sit on the toilet there's a great big face that sings a really haunting song no 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 it, no don't want it that comes at you while you're sitting on the toilet oh fuck it's insane I'm, i'll put the link in the no Discord. thank you i'm good <laughs> don't want to see that it's nuts uh as for me you can follow me on twitter and instagram only at sean soapbox um right now i'm just thankful to have the show that's that's about it so thanks for listening um <laughs> that's about it <laughs> yeah uh and uh, until next week we're the comics pal signing off take care guys see you next week <laughs>